Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Paddle Pod, your weekly podcast covering professional paddle presented by Hugo and Gons. We're on to episode 34. And this is a very special episode because it's the first one of 2024 as well. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Hugo. It's great to have you here. How are you doing? Thanks, Gons. Well, hey, guys. Uh, it's been quite a few quite a few weeks not talking about paddle. And I've got to be honest, I'm really missing it. So I'm glad to be back. And I think we're all missing professional paddle. Hopefully, well, obviously in a couple of weeks' time, we've got the Hexagon Cup starting, which will be really fun. And, well, more important than that, we've decided that to kick off our 2024, well, the paddle pod, really, we have been joined by a very, very special guest. So I want to introduce him straight away. We have David joining us today. Hi, David. How's everything going? Hello. Hi Hugo, how Gonzalo? Well, first, uh, thanks for inviting me for this uh, first episode in 2024. And yeah, everything's good. Now starting the precision and training a lot and good. That's great to hear. Yeah, this is a very special episode because uh, for our listeners out there, David is a professional player. And um, yeah, we'll talk a lot about uh, how, how he's done. Um, a bit about his career and just some insights as general. Uh, obviously, the fact that we've got here a professional player, um, we need to ask him some some questions about his profession um, and what he does because it's probably something that we're all aspiring uh, to be one day. Even though it's probably a bit late, at least in my case, <laughs> I won't make I, w- I won't be professional. Um, but yeah, maybe to kick us off, uh, David. Uh, could you just maybe give us a brief introduction uh, about yourself, maybe your current ranking, how did you get into paddle? Uh, yeah, we would love to to get to know you a bit better. Yeah, well, I'm I'm playing play paddle since I think I'm like three, four years old. I'm the typical one that starts with paddle, not with tennis. So then I'm, I've been competing like in junior categories. Uh, all my life uh, in the in the national tour in the in the kids national tour, and then I make like a little breakup uh, because I start uh, starting uh, university. So there is I was playing and training, but not like so hundred percent. And then I start competing paddle uh, in the professional tour. I think it was uh, in twenty twenty, like in in the pandemic. In the pandemic, when I when I finished my degree, I start like hundred uh, percent to compete and to to play paddle in the World Paddle Tour. Um, yeah, and I think I'm a normal guy, uh, a familiar and and friendship guy that loves paddle and sports and 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 to be with 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 her people with 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 my people. I mean, to be honest, I definitely agree with the fact that you're very friendly because from the very first outreach that, uh, well, the first message that we exchange, you've always been so, well, so nice, so welcoming, so helpful. So obviously we really, really appreciate that. Um, I wanted to ask you maybe a little bit about your hopes and um, expectations for 2024 following last season's tour, which I'm sure we all agree and from what you've told us, it went really well. I wanted just to, just to hear a little bit about what you're hoping to achieve this coming season. Mm-hmm. Well, but uh, this uh, next year, um, for me, the most important thing uh, it would be to be um, with no injuries. Because last year I've had uh, two bad injuries in my lower back and my knee, 
and it was it was quite a hard year for me. So my first expectation for this year is to be safe, to be uh, how do I say yes, to, yeah, to be safe, um, healthy, and and to to try to compete and to play uh, the best as I can without injuries. That's my first expectation. Then, of course, to to play at my high level and to win matches, but that's like my my main objective. <laughs> and how so did I... those? Sorry, guys, if you don't mind. How did those injuries happen? Just out of curiosity. Um, I think uh, it was uh, like not one day I get injured. It's like day by day, you know. It's it's with in my knee, the typical tendinitis, tendinopathy. I don't know if the word. And uh, in my lower back, it's kind of the same. It's not it's not an, an hernia, but something like that. So it started uh, to 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 be painful, 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 and I don't rest as I need to do. So one day I was like, so bad. And and I've been competing and training with, with pain and with and with, uh, with with that injuries. But the, I was like two, three months, I think it was in April, that I need to stop because it was impossible. And then I do like a little rehab and then I was better at the end of the year. But, you know, I think I play quite most of the year bad. But with my injuries, I mean, with my physics, with my with my with my injuries. Yeah, that's I think a big theme that we've seen this last year with the amount of competitions uh, that players have had to play. I'm guessing in in your case, it was also quite similar that you were trying to play two tours, uh, and obviously that doesn't help. I can imagine. Yes, in my case, uh, I've been like focusing a little bit more in Premier Paddle because it was the tour that's going to be this year. So I don't play a lot of World Paddle tours, but yes, I also play a lot of FIPS that they are tournaments right. for the for the Premier Paddle. So yeah, I played a lot of tournaments. I also started playing last year some A1 Paddle. I don't know if you know that 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 tour. I, I think yes. Yeah. So yes, I I play a lot of tournaments, and I I guess it's it's hard. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Hopefully, then this season, with uh, one only tour, uh, you you'll be able to to sort of accomplish this and definitely not get as injured um, as you've had the have have been the the last season. Um, maybe you, I want to touch on. I know you mentioned now that you have been injured uh, quite a bit this last year, but just for listeners as well, for a bit of context, I'd like to know. Um, talk a bit about last season. Um, maybe if you can give an insight to how did you end in terms of like your ranking okay, um, yes. and also uh, I guess what were your best results uh, do, do, what do you think your best result was that you achieved okay I, yeah I as I said to you I just uh, focus on Premier Paddle on the FIP Tour and I also play some A1 Paddle but just like three or four uh, but, well, one of the, actually one of my best results was in one A1 Paddle I played in Castellón that I play with Alfon and we, we start in the pre-previa because we don't have any points. And we pass the pre-previa, we pass the previa and we enter into the main draw and we won one match. And then we, we get in the round of 16, I think. And it was a good tournament in the one paddle. It was like my first one paddle I play. I just play for for train, for, for play, and I do a very good result. So that one, that was one of the best results. But then in Premier Paddle, I I finished ranking I think 128. It was it's my ranking right now in FIP. And I play all the tournaments. Well, the two of the last tournaments I was not able to to do it because it was Acapulco and Egypt. So it was only six tournaments last year. 
Um, I think maybe one of the better shots in Premier was in in Madrid with Resti, with Restivo, that we lost in the third set with Aris Patinotis and, and Chamero, and it was a very close match, and it was like the, the, the best one. But as it, I only played the six uh, Premier Paddle and then a lot of fifth tour and three or four A1 Paddle. Can I actually tell you something which I don't know if you know yourself, but uh, when I was looking actually at the FIP rankings uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I noticed that you were ahead of Juan Martin Diaz, which I don't know <laughs> if you actually knew or not. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know that. But well, yeah. Juan Martin Diaz didn't play a lot of FIPS, so I think it's it, it's because <laughs> of that. But I, don't, I didn't know that that, that, yeah. that thing. <laughs> I saw Juan Martin Diaz was ranked uh, 132. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, uh, I mean, that is still quite impressive that you're ahead of uh, such a legend. Yeah, I, well, I, actually, Juan Martin Diaz, I think it's the opposite. He plays more World Padel Tour than Premier Padel. I think he only plays like two two of them. So it's because of that. But <laughs> it's good. <laughs> I have better curriculum than him. <laughs> exactly. You should probably take a screenshot and put it as a poster on your wall at home. <laughs> I mean, I would definitely do that. <laughs> so then thinking about last season, so do you have any kind of major learning experiences that you want to take into this season? Any things that happened that you've learned a lot from and you want to start implementing or taking into account going into this year? Yes, I think it's about the, the things I told you before about my injuries. I think that the most important thing that I learned is... Uh, to think about quantity and and not uh, uh, sorry to think about quality and not to think about quantity because I think uh, when I started with my injuries instead of uh, being smart and thinking about my physique and and to train uh, as as best as I can uh, to play I start to train a lot and to play a lot and it was uh, bad so I think that is the main uh, thing I learned from last year to to think about quality and not quantity because our bodies. Is, is the only one the only thing that we have and it's it's important to be to be healthy i think it even happens at our level where we yeah. i want to play as many paddle matches every week as i can but actually it's more important just selecting a few and so that you're healthier and you're fitter and you have a higher energy level and it just seems like you end up performing better when you can play a play fewer matches, but they're quality matches. Yeah, 100%. At, at all levels, at your level, at amateur level, at, at professional level, of course, if you're a professional, you need to train uh, every day or you need to, to uh, it, it's it's a, it's a must. But uh, when you're in a bad uh, period, uh, injury period or whatever, you need to to, to think clever and to, to think about getting better in the, in the large, uh, in the large, not in the moment. So that's the main thing I learned from last year. Nice. Yeah, that's <clears throat> very helpful. Uh, and I'm sure yeah, I will help you go going forward. I think I'm definitely a I definitely do that what you what Hugo just mentioned, which is uh, play as much as possible and then uh, end up regretting it because uh, you either don't start like playing badly, uh, you get frustrated. Um, and then of course, you you're tired. Uh, so yeah it's definitely it's hard i must admit because uh it's just such a fun game that you want to play all the time yeah. but uh, yeah it, you definitely i definitely agree with you there that quality over quantity is uh is the way to go um 
I guess now we would want to talk a, a bit about uh, just some insights um, as, okay. a, as a professional player that, that you are. Uh, I think I would love to, to hear how, how does like a day typically, typically look like uh, for yourself that, that you're a professional player? Well, we normally start uh, the day at as as a normal person, like at nine o'clock. Uh, we 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 it, it depends. It's uh, important that it depends on the person because some person likes to train uh, in the physics before the the paddle. Someone the the opposite. But we normally train in the morning, physics and paddle, uh, gym or paddle, and then in the afternoon. It depends on the period of the season, but maybe we do like a second turn of paddle. We play some matches and we do another paddle uh, training. And if not, we always have like the typical um, invisible training that we that we mentioned, that we have physio, that we have psychology, uh, that we have uh, the rest, uh, some things that, that, are, that make us feel better for the next day training or for the next competition. That's a, a look like, and of course, we all have uh, things to do, friends, uh, and we do the, the same things that everybody do. But yeah, that's a typical day. Sounds like a dream, doesn't it, Hugo? Yeah, it, it really does. I think our fans definitely know how obsessed Gons and I are with paddle, but probably David doesn't know as much. So well, I, I'm sure over time you'll you'll get to to get a feel for how, how much we like it. I wanted to ask it sounds, you. It, sounds, it sounds like a, like a dream and I, I think it's a dream i mean i'm so happy with uh, for what i do but sometimes i think some amateur players and some of that think that it's just a dream but it's uh, more hard than than the I people agree. expected you know because as i to i said to you like okay i train in the gym then i play paddle they rest a little bit they go to the physio but maybe i'm uh, with an injury as i told you maybe i'm with a bad day with pressure maybe i'm not feeling good and um it's obviously it's amazing i it's i'm uh, i'm so grateful for that but sometimes it's more hard that than people may may expect it no i completely agree I, I think it's the kind of thing that everyone from the outside looks it in with like idealistic eyes like oh my god they're uh, you know he's a professional player and uh, in reality like waking up uh, every morning to like go to the gym do workouts also I'm sure like from a nutrition perspective mm -hmm. uh, you take care of yourself you, t you need to take care of your body right to compete at the highest level and uh, it's definitely not easy um, I think uh, it happens as well I'm sure like in, in all sports uh, and it's a very vain comment to say uh, that everyone from the outside likes to say like oh they're leaving they're living the dream um but in reality it's definitely not easy obviously you also are traveling constantly uh all the all these things right which at the end of the day we're all human beings and we all sometimes like to have our little rest our little fun all of that so um being always so um i guess like stuck and and so concentrated and focused this is definitely not easy that's that's another typical one that my friends always told me like oh you're so lucky you're always traveling yeah it's true but i don't want to yeah. travel so much you know sometimes i i so just true. want to be my home <laughs> yeah that, that is so true i'm sure i'm sure I'd, I'd definitely be the same i love being at home and, and spending time with my friends and family and it's something that i know a lot of paddle players talk about the fact that they miss their family and people don't appreciate 
how tough it is to be on the go, moving around every week to play different tournaments in different countries. And yeah, it just must be far more stressful and complicated than I think a lot of people appreciate. Yes, and especially because when we travel, the 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 hard thing for me that I think maybe all, all, all people will will know is that we travel, we know when we go, but we don't know when we get back. You know, right? So, for example, I go to I, I mean, if I go to to holidays to Amsterdam, it's okay, so good. But I go to Amsterdam or to some places to play. I go Friday, imagine I play Saturday. I don't know if I'm gonna be there until Saturday, <laughs> or I'm gonna be there until. Wednesday next week, you know. So it's hard because we are always uh, with uh, with a trolley. We are always looking at about flights because we get our own flights and and it's just, it's a stressful, yeah. Because sometimes we 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 look at the flights and it's oh my god tomorrow the flights are like five hundred euros and and we are playing there and yeah that's that is stressful. I can imagine. So I actually wanted to focus a bit on well, not just on your what. A, prof- you know, a professional player's day looks like but more into the tr- type of training that you do and in particular the physical training that you partake in as a paddle player what type of physical training do you regularly do well it depends on the period of the season but for example now we're in, in the in the pre in the pre-season and we are taking a lot of strength taking a lot of cardio for for all the, the season but for example as i as i said also before um, last year I was training um, in a in a in a gym that I was doing a lot of force, a lot of strength, a lot of things, and I started to get problems in my knee was with with, with problem because of that. So I started to make another type of of training, and I started to do like a preventive training, like Pilates, like that, like core like core training, and I started to, to change a lot my my trainings. But it depends on the period of the season and on the on the type of person you are or or, or your age. For example, it's not possible uh, a, a man with forty two years old, for example, Juan Martin Diaz, it's not possible to train as me or as a kid of tw- of twenty years. So it depends on your age and on your period and your on your time. But normally we try to do strength. Uh, we try to to be fast and to be fast but in short time you know because we need to be fast in like 20 30 seconds so it's a lot of explosive explosive workouts mm-hmm. nice and how important would you say physical training is because i think also people from the outside uh, look at paddle and even amateur players they play paddle and they think like oh i'm not getting tired or uh, what is this like y- you don't need to train anything physical it's not like football or some or like a contact sport but I, w- I want to really understand from you because I'm sure that everyone who says that is wrong like how important is physical training for for a paddle player I think is uh, one of the most important thing I also agree that uh, that paddle if you're not like very good physically you could play and you could play more or less good it's not like as football or tennis if you play tennis and you are not good physically you, you're going to be running and it, it's it's going to be a shit <laughs> but uh, in paddle i think it, it's really important because for example you guys you play paddle i can imagine that you have been in, with, with pain with pain so many times like in your knee in your back and it's important to try to minim, minim, minimize all the pain that you could have and of course to try to be more and more and more um 
fast in the court uh, day by day. So I think it's really, really, really important. Maybe in the beginning it's like okay, but if you want to to improve your level and to to play better, I think it's uh, one of the best and the most important things. Yeah, I think definitely... you just need to look at the at the panel like nowadays and to in the and to the top players. They are athletes nowadays. They, yeah. If if you if you see Pada like ten or twenty years before, when I was a really kid, uh, it was okay. They are they are good physically, but nowadays you need to be an athlete. You know, Garan, LeBron, Stupa, they are athletes. Yeah, they're all just so fast around the court, and just those points where they just go on and on and on, and they still play the same quality of shot because. In amateur matches, I feel that when the point goes, say, 15, 16 strokes over that level, then people start trying to play safe shots and trying not to miss, or maybe they go for a winner because they don't want to keep the point going. But when you see these top, top players just keeping the rallies going and going and playing the same quality shots, it's just amazing. And it just shows how how important it is. And I've sometimes felt that when I play against players that are not as fit as... I am. They struggle, maybe not the start of the match, but when it goes on and towards the end of it, if you just you decide to play longer rallies and you don't miss, then they end up missing because they're yeah. well, they probably make worse decisions. And the most important thing in the professional uh, paddle is that okay, you need to be good physically in that match, but it's but normally you need to play the next day another match, so you need to be good for playing the next day maybe the next day and maybe the next week uh, another tournament so that's the main point for being physically good not for the match it's to to continue all the season being like in a really high level during all the season that's the the most important thing because maybe an amateur plays a match he's okay physically not so good but maybe he will play in three four days so he could be uh, good uh, in three days you know Exactly. Yeah. That's actually exactly what Galan was saying in a recent interview with Kope. He said that yeah. physical, the physical part is really important, not just to be really good in matches, but to be, well, to not get injured throughout the season, to prevent injuries and to keep that high level throughout the whole season. And that's where he thinks that Lebron and himself, well, stand out from the rest. Yes. yes. For example, Stupa and Dinen also, I think they place... Uh... I don't know how many matches, but all the season they were playing semifinals, and I think they only miss one tournament for for a, because of injury. So that's because they they work a lot in his in her in her physical training. Yeah, that's uh, for sure. And moving on, not only do we want to talk about physical training, uh, but I think also another important aspect of the game is the mental side. Uh, and I just wanted to ask you, how how do you think about the mental side of the game? Do you think it's more important than the physical or not? I don't know if it's more important than the physical, but at least the same for sure. Because, uh, uh, of course, to be good at paddle, like technical and tactical, it's good. But um, to be mentally good, I think, for example, the main difference between the top players and the lower ranking players it's the, the their mentality so i think to be mentally good in court it's one of the best important things in the most important things for example about um that we talked before about injuries or about bad uh, periods of, of the season 
if you're mentally good, maybe you, you could struggle with it better than if you're mentally not good because you're going to be low and it's going to be more difficult to to be in at your level. So yeah, I think mentally it's it's important because it's a lot of things, it's travels, uh, be be far away from your home and you need to be good mentally for, for being the, in, in the right place. Yeah, I think something that you said there, which uh, I think is quite interesting and it's something that I, I also believe in, which is uh, the difference between the players that are higher ranked um, versus the players that are lower ranked and the difference being, do you think essentially that the difference is more of a mental difference rather than like the game itself? Because I do believe that if you're, for example, in your position, David, uh, in the world, like you know how to hit every single shot, uh, you know mm -hmm. the technique, you know how to hit every single shot amazingly. Uh, but do you think that the difference between, for example, where you are and you being able to like reach like a, let's say a top 10 or something like that is maybe work more on that mental side of the game? I think 100%. Uh, maybe, for example, in my case, that I'm 120, not too much, but for example, and and a ranking, a 50 ranking or a 60 ranking in the world and at a top 10, uh, I think the, they are quite similar. If you see training there, uh, or or as you said, to, as you said, for example, me, I could train with all the top 10. And if you don't know what, nothing about Paul, you see us and it's okay. They played more or less the same. They play the same, but uh, in the, in the, in the competition, I think the mental, the mental part, it's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a thing that makes us a difference uh, between, between us because physical also, if they are physically better, they are going to be better for sure. But about Paul, yeah, of course, Kalan is much better than me and something like that, but it's not uh, that it's because, for example, there are players in my ranking that smash as they do and or better, but they they know to do it a lot of time and always do it when they need to do it. So that's uh, the, the thing that that differs them. I can imagine, and I and I totally agree with that. Well, regarding a slightly different aspect, which is nutrition and food, do you? follow a specific nutrition plan or diet and if you could it would be really useful if you could describe it and whether you've noticed a difference in your performance compared to before following a diet nowadays not uh some day some some years ago i yes i i, I make a, a diet because i was also a little, a little bit fat or too <laughs> too fat i was fat so i need to to lose a lot of weight when i was a kid and yeah, I start following a diet, but then they educate me or they teach me to eat correctly. And nowadays I don't, I don't, I don't make make a diet. I eat really good. Sometimes I I make some some exceptions, but I eat really good. But I try to eat uh, the best as I can, real food, uh, fruit, uh, um, protein, and you know, I I try always to to eat good uh, and not to eat too many times. To eat like three times in a row, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Not fast and intermittent, but more or less, I try to do to eat at least three times and to eat good. And then in competitions, uh, I try to, to eat a little bit more of uh, carbohydrates, carbo of carbos for the for the matches. And uh, a little bit of supplements like uh, vitamins or something like that. I try to, 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 to eat them. 
but not I don't I don't I don't follow any specific diet. I try to eat really good. I try to I I try to know my body and to to know what what my body needs and and I try to 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 give it. Yeah, I just find it really interesting when I hear about professional athletes diets and they all have like different things some eat some things others eat others and i guess it massively depends on yourself and what you feel makes you play better perform better feel better etc right so i'm sure these diets change a lot between players and yes because uh, there is a, a, an important thing is that not everyone uh, processed the food uh, at the same for example i maybe before a match eat I don't know, pasta with something like that. And for me, it's not good or I don't feel good. And another one, yes. So we need to know how it's good for us, what is good for us. So we need to eat it and play because um, in the in the matches, we all need to do like the same routine. Uh, with, for example, when I when I win the tournaments, I I like to eat always the same because if I know it's good for me, I, I don't want to 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 taste another thing because I need to be to be in a routine to know that I will eat something good nice and uh i want to speak about uh training and and preparation during tournaments uh i think now obviously you're in pre-season so everything probably is a bit more structured uh, and you got your set plan of what, what you're going to focus on but maybe could you give us a bit of insight how do you prepare uh, during a tournament or for an uh, an upcoming tournament, uh, let's say that you've got like the the next week or something like that. Um, I I want to understand. Do you work maybe more on certain shots? Uh, do you work more on match type situations? For example, if you already know who you're going to play, uh, and and you understand a bit about their game, do you do you essentially work uh, with that information? Or are you just like don't really care about that, and you and you work, for example, let's say that you you think you need to improve a certain shot, and you work on that shot. That's a very interesting question. Um, I think we try to train shots as you do, as you said, now in precision because it's the time that we have like two months or one month and a half to train, and we don't have pressure, and we just need to do shots and and try. For example, if we need to to correct uh, something technically, like my bandeja or my body, we, we try to do it now. Then in the season, I think as we uh, what we try to do is to train the tactic, you know, uh, something uh, about the about the matches. And as you said, as you asked to me, when we try to 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 train for a tournament, we need to to know if the tournament is, for example, fast or slow the court because it's so important. It the, the thing that we are going to train is going to be the opposite. And then we try to to train like like, like matches, you know, like we tend to play the, the the structure of the game that we want to play in the in the match, and we try to repeat as 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 many times as we as we as we can for then doing in the in the match. So I think it's a, that's the the way we we train to prepare a, a match or tournament. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and it's very interesting that you're mentioning the difference between slow and the faster court i guess how how do you prepare for each i think would be quite interesting to to know yes. i think nowadays we are all all of the players like the top ones and, and the other one uh really into that because it changed a lot i i can imagine that you and, and all your 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 fans uh, of the podcast 
um, so some some tournaments that is like always smashing, always uh, smashing. Yeah. And then another tournament, it's lob bandeja, lob bandeja. So the way to play is completely different. So if it's a slow court, we try to train to to make good lobs, to defend uh, like calmly, to be to, to be defending good lobs and and to to do a good volleys for the oppos- opponents not making us good lobs. And then if we if if it's fast court, we do the opposite to try to to smash, to try to go to the net quickly, to to try to 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 play aggressive. So the the way to play is completely different. It's amazing, but it's completely different. It's yeah, I mean, even we see it, right, Gons, when we suddenly yeah. find that we're playing in a really fast court or maybe it's the summer and the ball bounces around much more and you can smash and it, it goes up much higher. So even we see it at our level and it's probably something that we should take into account more when we're thinking about when we play paddle now compared to when we play paddle in the summer. And I, to be honest, I don't, completely change the way I play and maybe we should <laughs> <laughs> no and also it's not about changing the way you play because you're going to play the same way but for your opponents it's different you know for example I, I think they, they they tell it in a in an interview for Stupa and Dineno when they play against uh, Arturo and, and Tapia that, that this year they play a lot of time and when they play in a slow court they are more comfortable you know they could play better and they could they have more chances to win but when they play in a fast court, it's like impossible. I mean, they win them in some fast court, but it's so so uh, so 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 much hard. So it's it's that. Now that we've very quickly gone into this topic, just a very quick question because I'm quite curious to hear your thoughts about it. But we've seen players like Paquito say vocally that they they want the season to be known. Uh, like you're entering a period where you're going to play slow courts, like the tournaments uh, are going to be slow. And then you go through the next part of the season where you know that the, I don't know, four or five next tournaments are fast courts. Do you agree with these comments? Would you like to like have the season already planned out when you know exactly which type of, uh, I guess, stage you're going into rather than every single week you go to a tournament and you don't know, is it going to be a slow court or is it going to be a fast court? Yes, I agree. I agree with Paquito because because it's more clear for the players and it's more clear also for the fans to know it. Because sometimes, for example, it's summer. It's uh, in Madrid, for example, this summer it was forty degrees, so hot, and everyone said like, "Oh, the court is going to be so fast." And they they put a lot of uh, freeze in the in the in the stadium, and it was so slow. It was the, the slowest court on the on the year. And it's like it's not it's not good and and then yeah. it's the opposite in, in in winter they put a lot of hot in the stadium and, and it's the opposite so yeah i think it's gonna be good because for the fans and for the players and for everyone you know that you need to train three four months in a way and then three or four months in another way so i think it, yeah i agree with Paco in that and it would be the same way that the tennis season is structured for example you've got yeah. the different seasons hard court clay court even a short grass court season so I, I definitely agree and i do think it would make sense and probably give paddle a more professional feel i this is a question that i'm really interested in hearing your thoughts so when you think about a right-sided player and so like yourself and left-sided player what do you think are the key traits and the key characteristics that would make a great forehand player or a right-sided player and a great backhand player or a left-hand-sided player? 
Okay, I think they are the typical one that everyone imagines. Uh, but nowadays it's changing because all right players, me, you know, I'm like typical classic one, but <laughs> all the right players smash a lot and play like a, a, a like a left player. But I think they are the typical one. If you play in the right, you need to to control the lob. You need to do it really good. You know to to know how to calm the the game. To play like slow. To to I, I mean to to play with the rhythms. You need to do it because you need to construct construct a little bit for your for your partner. And of course, you need to have a good bandeja because when you're on the net, they are gonna make some more lobs to you that to your partner because. In, in, at the beginning, he's gonna smash better, and that's the the keys to make a good law to calm the the game, to play slow and to and to do not make so many mistakes because your partner is the one that is gonna make them because he's gonna be more aggressive. So you don't need to make so many mistakes, and I think it's a hard thing because you need to to be like like a chingoto, you need to be a, a seven or an eight, and don't don't miss a ball. So it's it's really hard. Uh, chingoto, for example. Don't have a lot of well, he has, but if you if you if you see him playing, he's not gonna be like the one that have a lot of fans. Oh, he plays really really good, but when you see his game, he's unbelievable. What he what he does, it's it's amazing. Maybe you see Tapia, imagine why it's a magician. Yeah, it's it's of course, but but the the work of Chingoto, for example, it's it's unbelievable. And then in in the in the, in the left. The left player, he needs nowadays more. He needs to have a lot of things like aggressive things. He just smash. He needs to to make a lot of points because nowadays it's so hard to make points. And and you, if you want to play on the left, you need to be really really good and, and and to make a lot of points. I think that's definitely what Gonz and I have discussed previously, and I'm quite interested as well because you probably won't know, but I normally play on the forehand and Gonz plays on the backhand, so we're quite opposite in that. In that way. <laughs> but as I said to you nowadays, I think um, it's uh, starting to 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 change that because all the right players now play like a left player. Uh, I think Chingoto or Dineno in the top are only the ones that are not so 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 aggressive. But Dineno, for example, this year is smashing a lot. So he it's only Chingoto in that team. <laughs> it's only Chingoto, but uh, it's changing a lot because the sport is. Uh, getting crazy and, and 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 so aggressive so nowadays i think uh, it's going to be more both players left and right players are going to be the the same yeah i think you're completely right there that dineno has improved a lot especially uh, his smash i think that's made him like uh, an even better player than he already was which was already an incredible player and the next question we wanted to ask actually is quite related to this and what you were <clears throat> alluding to by saying that uh, the right-sided player and left-sided player, I guess, are now more more equal uh, than they, they they were before. But we've seen pros as well, like Martita Ortega, saying that Pado has evolved and is evolving more towards switch play. So, uh, for example, the right-sided player coming in uh, and, and occupying a bit of the left, uh, and and obviously the left-sided player, we've always seen that right coming in a lot of the times to to be more aggressive. Uh, and I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Do you feel like Paddle is evolving towards that more tennis-style switch play, where uh, players essentially are are, are quite interchangeably uh, interchangeable between each other? I think yes. For example, uh, if you see the top players, uh, Chingoto, for example, and Paquito this year, 
you see a lot of points that Chingot is playing in the left because Paquito always go to make a bandeja there and then they, they change sides because the, the most important thing, as, as Martita said, is that you need to, to close the spaces, you know? So if your if your partner goes to your place to to kick or smash or something like that, you need to go quickly to 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 his space, and that's why if you if they are two very tall players, they are always switching sides to I I don't know like 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 football like, like they are always always changing. So yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be that nowadays they, we are playing like that, and I think we're gonna play more and more like that because it's getting harder to win a point, you know. So sometimes. Uh, because we they all play we all play like really good and for winning a point sometimes you need to do something strange or you need to cross court you need to 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 make some some movement that your that that your opponents don't don't know about it so that's why for example you see Chingoto going to the left or or Paquito right because they, they need to 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 make a little bit of 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 of, of surprise to, to their to their opponents yeah i think that's exactly what martita was saying it's that added element of chaos where you don't yes. really expect someone to come in and, and, as you say, cut the space and all of a sudden you, you see yourself with the ball uh, coming towards you. And I think we see that a lot as well with uh, Tapian Coelho and Lebron Angalan, especially at the net. I wouldn't say like necessarily at the points, but at the net, they quite like to sort of uh, bring down the spaces and uh, and really, I guess, in that way, become way more aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% agree with that. And so maybe just a couple of extra questions before we we finish, because obviously we have taken quite well taken up quite a bit of your time, and uh, it is Sunday, so I'm sure you'll got you'll have plenty of other stuff to do and probably just rest from your long and intense preseason. But I want to ask you, maybe you could give us a few names about up and coming youngsters that we may not know about and that well you think are going to do particularly well over the coming years. Well, I think they are knowing more and more the, uh, nowadays, but uh, I don't know if you know them. Santiago Sangala, for example, you know them? Yes. Uh, yes. They are from Madrid, uh, as me, so I know them very good. But Santiago Sangala, for example, I think they are going to play. They play really good now, but I think they are going to play really, really good. I love that that couple. And I, I think they not they don't play together. Uh, Santiago play with Guille Collada, but it's a, a, another really good uh uh, player that it's young and Gala play with Tonet Sanz this year but I love that two guys Santiago and Gala I love their, and, and of course you know Pablo Cardona it's 80 years old but, but he's, uh, he's, he's, he's he's been forever yeah <laughs> it seems like he's been years. forever on tour yeah, yeah but he's 18 years old but I think, I think Gala Gala and Santiago I think they are going to be in one two years they're going to be really top wants to watch then for uh, our 2024 season yeah. and uh, maybe also related to this but obviously our podcast is very much directed towards uh, English-speaking uh, fans out there and we know Paddle has been growing a lot uh, across Europe and, and other parts of the world as well so I think it would be great if you could maybe tell us about a couple of international players um, that you've maybe played against, uh, that you think are not worthy, uh, and I'm thinking about maybe players outside of uh, Spain, Argentina, and Brazil, which we know are the sort of been dominating the the sport for well since basically it's been born. Uh, but yeah, I would love to hear about any thoughts on international players that you have. 
Well, actually, I know uh, one really British uh, player, a good British player, that is Sam Jones. I don't know if you know him, uh, but it's a really, it's a really good guy. The, he, I think, he plays or he trains in Perium, as I told you before, uh, Ontario. And he's a really good guy. He's tra training a lot. He's playing a lot, and I think he, this year he's gonna make good steps uh, uh, forward. And about uh, Europe, for example, in Sweden, there's a lot of good players. Um, I I have a lot of friends there also because my partner was was from there, Kalle Knudsen. Uh, he's not playing now in the, the international tour, but but he was a really good guy and a really good player. But for example, Danny Windle is from there, and I don't know if you know him. Mm -hmm. He's really good. Yeah, I think he's he's one of them that are gonna make my make make to the top uh, really soon. And Belgium and Holland has a lot of good players nowadays. Um, uh, in Italy, for example, I, I think they are they are a lot of years. But Marco Cassetta, I don't know if you know him. Marco Cassetta is really good. Cataneo, they are players that are playing the the tour. That they are not as you as you said Spain or Argentina or Brazilian, but they are playing really 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 good. Like two or three years ago, they are they were not so good because they 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 don't need they don't have like the same tools as I as as we have for training for for all that. But nowadays. Some of them are coming here to Spain to train, and and I think I think the sport is 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 having a lot of good good players in Europe. Nice. So yeah, I think those are ones that we'll be keeping our eye on as well for 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 this season. Uh, very exciting. And I think there's one last question which uh, which I wanted to to ask you because uh, we haven't really touched upon this, but. Obviously, you train with uh, Manu Martin. Uh, Manu Martin is uh, a, a massive personality within Palo. Obviously, he's got a massive presence on online with, with his YouTube channel, but now uh, coaching, obviously, as well. And uh, he's coaching Arturo Coelho, which is obviously uh, massive, and they've had a, an incredible year, I guess. Um, my question to you is, how is it uh, with uh, Manu Martin? Would love to hear um, your thoughts about how he is as a coach. Um, and maybe as well, I'm guessing that you're, you've trained with Arturo Coelho. Um, how, how, how are the interactions? How is it training with, uh, with a player of, of his caliber? Yes, well, I've actually I've been with Manu, I think, all my life. I know him since I'm like three years old in the in the camps uh, that I, that I was in summer. He, I was doing the camp with with him, so I have the luck um, to be one of his best friends. It's for me. It's uh, it's like a father. I I love him a lot, and I I actually admire him because he's as you can imagine, he's really impressive. He do a lot of things, but a lot of things, and he do always with a smile and always good. So it's it's impressive, and uh, but and about about coaching, for me it's one of the best because um, the most important thing of him is that as as a, as a person also, but in in the in a, in the coach in, in the in the in the mat in the in the court, he always know how to say to the to, to uh, what to say to the person in the right moment. You know, for example, maybe for me he needs to 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 say something in a in a particular way, and for my partner Mario Water, for example, that trained with us. In another, in another, so he always has the same, the 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 right word in the right moment, you know. And I think that's really important as a as a coach, and he do it really, really, really good. And then in court, I think he's always, uh, how do I say, uh, reciclándose, you know, 
uh, adaptándose uh, himself, uh, yes. yes to, to the to, to the to the paddle because we are not playing the same five years ago than now so he's really he's really good in that and of course training with Arturo as you as you mentioned us yeah we, we train a lot of Arturo is in Valladolid and in Madrid so when he's in Valladolid he's training with 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 Gustavo Plata that is his Plato that is his main coach and when he's in Madrid because he's now living in Madrid uh, he trained with us but last year he was in Madrid like three weeks in, in, you know right. you know the year but yeah we train a lot with him and it's really good uh, it's but as I as I told to you before when we train with Arturo we train really good with him. I mean, the the trainings are really good. He he he, he doesn't bore with with us, you know. It's mm. it's it's really good. But then when he competes, you know, he's he's at the top. But training with him is is really good because you see you see him that he's really really professional. He's always trying to do always good, and that's that's good for us also because we imitate him and we try to do our hundred percent or two hundred percent to to be to be good for him, you know. Yeah, that's incredible insight. Maybe one last thing uh, about Manu Martin as well. Does he ever get mad? Because uh, he always seems so nice in his videos uh, that uh, I can't imagine him like shouting or anything like that. But oh. I guess some, sometimes as a coach, you might need that. But I, I just wonder how uh, is he firm? Does he ever get mad at you? Does he ever shout at you? No, 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 no. I promise you. No, I, I, I've never seen him mad i i see him uh not 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 happy always but but you know he's he's never mad he's never with a bad uh face uh honestly it's true and i i'm like a very good friend of him uh and i've been with him in in his house with his family with everything and he never gets mad he never he's he's always good as you see in the video it's it's yeah it's always like that and <laughs> he's really funny because I, in, in his videos it's it, i think you can see it but in her in his private life he's really really funny he's like seven ironic he's always wanted to to make jokes and to and to be joking right no that's great. great to hear exactly what you want from a coach i mean yeah. i think we are probably coming to an end but i just want to we gons and i do a lot about predictions and trying to work out who we think will be i don't know ranked number one at the end of the season etc etc so I want, if you had to bet now on who you think is going to finish the 2024 season as the number one ranked pair, who would it be? I think it would be Stupadineno. Wow. I would, I would put a coin with a coin for, for them. Stupadineno. Wow. That, okay. That's a very good shout. I did not expect that. No. No, I... Stupadineno. And you guys, what do you think? <laughs> I I think Tapian Goya will do it again. Well, I, I mean, Tapian Coelho, Lebron and Galan, uh, yeah. maybe could do it also, you know, it's, 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 mm -hmm. it's but I, I, I think Stupadineno will, will be, will be top. And, and um, a question for you, for you, uh, what do you think is going to be the couple that it's going to be, be like, as I say, revelation couple, you know what I mean? A couple that, yes. for, for example, Momo Chingoto, I like it. Really? I don't like it. No? No. I, where is the firepower? I just feel like they yeah. they're both very like I I can't Momo's not a finisher and neither yeah. is Chingoto. So I just struggle seeing like how are they gonna end the point basically. Yeah, that's good. But I think Momo has a, a lot of shots. He's he don't smash a lot, 
but he has a lot of shots and you know Chingoto it's it's Chingoto so yeah, yeah. it's gonna be so so difficult for your opponents to win them because Momo also is so secure, secure he don't miss any ball and I think it's gonna be a couple like for example Koki Nieto and John Zan that, that mm. they are really really hard to, to win them so I like them and you what do you think about a couple that's gonna be good I mean, I do slightly agree with Gons that I'm not 100% sure about Chingoto and Momo, but we'll see. I do have a lot of faith in them and it must be impossible to... It's going to be impossible to win a point against them because defensively they're just machines. But I think Revelation couple, I think it'll either be between Kokinito and John Santh, who were, to be honest, already the Revelation couple this year. Or I really have high hopes with Yanguas and Garrido. I, I love Yanguas. I think he's going to be right at the top and Garrido has been playing really, really well. And he's added that consistency to his game that perhaps he was slightly lacking before because he's he, he has all the shots. So maybe together they can do it and, and break that top four. I love that couple also. Jan and Garrido. It's going to be really good. Gons, what, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting one. I think I'm going to go with actually Tejo and Alex Ruiz because I think that they they were involved obviously towards the, the end of the year there were a lot of rumors if they were going to continue or not but i think the fact that they've given themselves a chance to continue when everyone else basically around that area has like split up we've, we've seen a lot of like pair changes taken or except obviously like the the top three but i think that's going to help them a lot uh towards this year and i think they're both incredible players i think they underperformed last season so I think this season, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, having already played together for a year and given the fact that they've like decided to stick together, they they essentially put the, put ro- the, the wrongs uh, away and, and, and make it right. That's good because actually they don't have like the best results last year, but they trust in the process and they continue playing exactly. together. So, so maybe this year they, they make some steps forward. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's what I'm like uh, banking on basically is them actually, okay, you know, it wasn't, it, it didn't go the way we thought, but let's just not separate, which is probably the easy thing to do. Yeah. Like, let's stick to the process and let's work through things. But yeah, I think sadly it might be time to say goodbye unless there's anything else that you wanted to ask us, David, or, or anything else that, well, anything else that you want to say? No, for me, it's just been a pleasure to be here. I really have been really comfortable. It's been really, really good. Uh, so for me, thanks for, for inviting me to this first podcast of the year. Uh, I hope they, they they like it. And and maybe we could we could get back here at, at the at the end of, of the year to, to make another one. <laughs> for sure. We can do a season recap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would be a massive pleasure. But yeah, from our side, thank you so much for joining. I'm sure our listeners have absolutely loved getting insights from one of the one of the best players in the world, really. So yeah, it's just great. It's been great to have you here and all the best for this season. And I really do hope your injuries, well, let you continue to play, which I think is the most important thing for, for a paddle player and just an athlete in general. But yeah, thanks so much and see you soon, guys. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, David. Absolute pleasure. And just to let you know, you've obviously got two massive fans uh, here that will be cheering you on for for the season. And we hope that 
the training now goes as well as it can be. And uh, obviously the season ahead, best of luck. Thank you so much, guys. It's been a pleasure and thank you so much.